way too many people set out to follow Jesus and then they discover, hang on a minute, this being a disciple thing, this kingdom building thing, it's a lot harder than I thought. Those people are the ones who forgot to count the cost. Those people are almost always the ones who fall by the wayside. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and thanks so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. Today, we're heading into the final message in this series, Becoming a Kingdom Builder. And yep, it's all about doing exactly what Jesus told us to do, counting the cost. So let's head into God's Word. As you can imagine, I get a lot of emails from people who listen to this program. And many, many times, they're struggling with something in their lives. One man the other day emailed me and he was struggling about a lie that he told a few years back and in his heart of hearts he didn't know whether God would ever forgive him. Another woman recently wrote to me about one of her children who'd gone seriously off the rails. People going through a marriage breakdown, people going through divorce, people struggling to be accepted in their church, people who have lost their jobs... There are so many issues that we face in life. And I guess sitting where I sit, I get to see a pretty comprehensive cross-section of those. And it doesn't seem to matter where people live, in a wealthy country, in a poor country, east or west, north or south. The issues are pretty much the same. I even had an email from a woman living on the streets who'd sold her body into prostitution just to be able to afford to buy food. Despite all the growing affluence and all the things that you and I can buy with our hard-earned money, she's a tough old world out there. Real people struggling with real things. And into all of that walks Jesus. How relevant is he really? How much of a difference is he really making? Believe it or not, that's something I often ask of myself because by sharing the word of God with you and many others who listen... If it ain't making a real difference, if it's not giving real answers, if it's not touching people's hearts with the powerful love of God, then frankly, I'm wasting my time. So how relevant is Jesus to you? How much of a difference is he making in your life? Because Jesus went to extraordinary lengths to bring the kingdom of God near to you. And that's what I want to spend a few minutes focusing on today, the extraordinary lengths that Jesus went to to purchase for you entry into the kingdom of heaven, which begins, by the way, down here on earth. Because it's once we understand the passion in the Lord's heart to do all that's required for us to enter the kingdom of heaven that it starts to make a real difference in our lives. Of course, neither you or I can ever enter the kingdom of God of our own right. We've all sinned, we've all fallen short of the glory of God and the outcome or the, the wages of our sin is certain death. That's the whole point of Jesus dying for you and me on the cross. There he hung, beaten, nailed to that wood, gasping for air in agony, dying. Because God is a just God. Justice had to be done. But the dilemma for God is that he's also a loving God. So how does he reconcile justice and love, his justice and his love? Well, he does it by allowing Jesus to take my punishment and your punishment in this brutal way. The other day, I read a tweet from a great guy called Peter Pelt. He's a pastor, and he asked this question quite simply, would you die for someone else? Tough question to answer, isn't it? 
And I suspect that had I been facing such a brutal Roman execution, you'd have had to drag me there to the cross kicking and screaming. Why would you possibly die for a bunch of people you didn't even know? And yet for Jesus, it was the obvious thing to do. John chapter 10, verses 17 and 18, for this reason, my father loves me because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it away from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. Jesus gave his life for you and for me willingly. He always knew he'd have to, and he died for you and me so that we could enter the kingdom of heaven here on earth and for all eternity. And and the only way to enter into his kingdom is through faith in Jesus and what he did for us on that cross and through that empty tomb. God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes in him won't perish but will have eternal life. John chapter 3, verse 16. And for this reason, in order to save you and me, Jesus went willingly to the cross. He gave up his life so that the kingdom of heaven would break out in my heart, in your heart, in our hearts, and take us through to spend eternity with him. That's the powerful gospel. That's the powerful good news of Jesus Christ. It's available to you, it's available to me, and it's available to anybody who would put their trust in what Jesus did for them on that cross, that he paid the full price of our sin so that we can enter the kingdom of heaven by faith through God's grace in Jesus Christ. The question is, does that make a difference to your life today? Does the power of God's love break through the difficult circumstances that you're facing today and bring joy and peace and confidence to your heart today? I remember a time when I was completely alone on this earth. The people who should have stood by me had deserted me. I I think there's nothing worse than being completely alone. Nobody to call, nobody who cares, nobody who understands, nobody to deeply connect with, soul to soul. It's a dark place, I have to tell you. I'd never seen such darkness before, and I've never seen such darkness since. Inky, black darkness, alone. And it's in that darkness, my friend, that the light of the love of Jesus Christ shines so brightly. It's when fear and loneliness and anxiety and pain are washing through you and over you and you feel like you're drowning in a tsunami that Jesus reaches down into that pit. For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son so that if you should believe in him, you won't perish but you'll have eternal life. My friend, that is the good news. And that good news is for you. The old rugged cross is for you. God's forgiveness through Jesus Christ is for you. His love, his presence, his comfort is for you. The kingdom of God is for you. The kingdom of God is many things. It's multifaceted. And one of the things that God's kingdom is, is a place of shelter and safety and comfort and love that can never be overrun by the cares of this world. It can never be overrun by the hatred and the sin of others. And it can certainly never be overrun by the devil and his legions. 
Why is that important? Because when we're travelling through those dark places in life that we all travel through when we're feeling alone or unappreciated or under attack, we need to know that the kingdom of God is like a fortress that we can run into. Romans chapter 8, beginning at verse 31. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Christ Jesus who died, yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it's written, for your sake we're being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. The fact that you, if you believe in Jesus, are in the kingdom of God right now, the fact that nothing can separate you from God's love or defeat God's love is the only thing, the only thing that makes a difference. That is why the kingdom of God is so important. It strikes me that had Jesus been carrying out his public ministry in the 21st century rather than the 1st century, I'm sure that his disciples would have suggested that they hire a PR consultant because, frankly, public relations wasn't something that Jesus was particularly good at. He just, I don't know, he didn't put the right spin on things. I mean, take this, for instance, Luke chapter 14, verses 28 to 33. Whoever comes to me and doesn't hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even life itself, cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, doesn't first sit down and estimate the cost to see whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he's laid a foundation and isn't able to finish it, all who see it will begin to ridicule him, saying, this fellow began to build and wasn't able to finish. Or what king going out to wage war against another king will not first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to oppose the one who comes against him with 20,000? If he cannot, then while the other is still far off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So therefore, none of you can become my disciples if you do not first give up all your possessions. Now, any PR consultant worth his salt would certainly have massaged that little outburst, wouldn't they? No, public relations wasn't Jesus' strong suit. And just as well, too. Because there's no way that you can retain the powerful meaning of what Jesus is saying here by putting some PR spin on it. Here's the bottom line. Following Jesus is going to cost you something. It may cost you your life. It may cost you your nice, comfortable family village existence, where the boundaries of your world are a walking distance from where you live. In fact, everything worthwhile 
is going to involve some sacrifice. Building a tower involves costs. Waging war involves losing lives and assets. And following Jesus involves losing your grip on that nice, cushy little life that you had planned for yourself. It involves breaking free from the iron grip that your desire for possessions has on your will, your imagination, your plans, and your hopes and your dreams. Being a kingdom builder, a true disciple of Jesus Christ, involves letting go of your own personal empire. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't own anything or that we can't build anything. In fact, in the kingdom of God, we need business people who build wealth that funds the growth of God's kingdom. We need ministry entrepreneurs who grow organisations that take the gospel into the lives of people who otherwise would never have encountered the amazing love of Jesus. But the question is, who are we building it for? You know the syndrome, don't you? The harder you work for something, the more you own it and the more it owns you. Now, sometimes that can be a good thing. Any parent who's been through the joys and the challenges of of bringing up children will know that the blood and sweat and tears that they've invested in their kids over the first couple of decades of their lives has an enormous amount to do with how much you love them and how proud you are of them. And that's great. But I remember when a couple of my business partners and I built a consulting firm that we'd started from scratch and grew it to a healthy, medium-sized international business, We decided to sell it to a public company, and that was great. But letting go of our baby, my baby, was hard because we'd invested so much of ourselves in it. The things we sacrifice for become part of us, and they can have a grip on our hearts and our lives and our wills that we don't even realise is there. That's why I keep saying that there's a very fine line between being a kingdom builder and being an empire builder. And so what it comes right down to in drawing a clear line in the sand between those two in your life and mine is what we're prepared to give up. Let me be blunt about it. The things that you've built, the career or the reputation or the business or the standing you have in your local church or the position or the title or the recognition or the kudos that you've built up over many hard years of toil, are you prepared to give them up for Jesus, all of them? Are you prepared to walk away from them and do what Jesus called you to do? I'm not saying that he will always ask you to give everything up. But in a real practical sense, this is exactly what it means to count the cost. What are you prepared to give up for Christ's sake? I'm so passionate about the Ministry of Christianity Works that produces these radio programs. I am so passionate about seeing lives transformed. I am so passionate about the small but amazing team of people that make it all happen. But my constant prayer to God is this. Lord, never, ever, ever allow this ministry to become my idol. Never, ever allow me to worship the works of my own hands above you. And when the time comes, when your plan is to move me on, to replace me with someone else whose call it is to continue on the work of your ministry, let me give it up with grace and with ease to follow you, Lord Jesus, onto the next thing that you have planned for me. Whatever it is, whatever it may cost, in Jesus' name, amen. I pray that constantly, because the greatest commandment of all is that I should love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength and with all my mind. That's the first and the greatest commandment, that God's name, God's will, God's kingdom should be first in my heart before everything else.
That's why Jesus taught us to pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. No, that's not an easy position to take, not at all. We're all going to struggle with it from time to time. I know that. God knows that. But that's the position we're called to. What are you prepared to give up in order to become a kingdom builder rather than an empire builder? Are you ready? Are you prepared to lay it down at the foot of the cross or not? I remember being at that fork in the road in my life. There were two ways forward. To the left, continue on with my lucrative consulting career. To the right, follow Jesus into a a tiny, ailing little ministry that looked like it needed someone to read it the last rites before it curled up its toes and died. And that's the point when I realised the grip that my career and my reputation had on my heart. I don't mind telling you, it was a real struggle to turn my back on my career and reputation, and let's be blunt about it, on the money, to follow after Jesus. A real struggle. And every now and then, someone rings me and asks me to do this bit of work for them or that, and the temptation still presents itself. But truly, with all the ups and downs, with all the trials and challenges of following Jesus down this meandering, dusty, sometimes very lonely little road called the Ministry of Christianity Works that he's called me to, I wouldn't swap it for the world. Because in my heart of hearts, I know that what I'm doing is what he called me to do. Imperfectly, mind you, making mistakes along the way, of course. But that's no surprise to Jesus. So so let me encourage you to sit and think and ponder and pray about what it is that the Lord your God is calling you to, and then to count the cost, to look at all the things that really matter to you and bring them before the Lord and lay them down in the power of the Holy Spirit and then take up your cross, whatever that may look like, and follow your Lord wherever he may lead, whatever it may cost, because that's the only path. My friend, it's the only path to becoming a kingdom builder. Now, to start to live out our lives as true disciples of Jesus, as kingdom builders rather than empire builders, we need to have a pretty profound and dramatic shift in focus, really. Because being a disciple of Jesus, when all is said and done, means that the expansion of God's kingdom needs to become much more important to us than growing our own empires. It changes everything. It's about putting everything on the line. Our careers, our finances, where we live, how we live. It's not about tipping God with a 10% tithe. It's about putting everything on the table. It's all in boots and all. Following Jesus is not a spectator sport. Following Jesus isn't about taking up residence in a comfortable pew in your local church. It's about travelling a difficult and sometimes lonely path to do what Jesus is calling you to do. I, I know that's scary. Jesus knows that's scary. That's why he said to his disciples, if any of you want to become my followers, let them deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their lives will lose it, and those who lose their lives for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or or what will they give in return for their life? 
Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 to 26. See, that's the dilemma we all face. You, me, anyone with that nagging sense in their hearts that Jesus is calling them on to something new, to that plan that Jesus has for their lives that involves stepping out and taking a risk. But here's the thing. So long as we stay in our comfort zone, so long as we try and ignore that call, that quiet, still voice that's telling us there's something more, we'll never be satisfied. We'll never be content. We'll, we'll never have that sense of knowing that we're on the right path, God's path. It's exactly how it's meant to be. Following Jesus, becoming a kingdom builder, often means, uh, no, it always means the end of our own little empires. It's a whole new focus. Am I prepared to give up my dreams for the sake of following Jesus? That's the question. And it's at that question, it's at that point, that many turn away. They were looking for an easy road, not this. But just think how crazy that is. Think back to your childhood. And of course, I get it that your parents weren't perfect, but 99% of parents try their best. Was it hard growing up in your family? Sure it was. It's always hard growing up. But for most of us, the benefits vastly, vastly outweighed the downside. And pretty much, there's no easy road to anything that's worthwhile. Now, imagine if you turned away from your parents instead of persevering with them. And here I'm not talking about those very small percentage of parents who abused their children. I know there are some people listening today who went through that, and I'm, I'm not trying to downplay that in any way. But for most of us, we had good parents, imperfect though they were, and we accepted their word and their rules and their love and their discipline as children accept these things, willingly, openly, almost naively. And that, my friend, is how we enter the kingdom of God. Mark chapter 10, verses 14 and 15. Let the little children come to me. Don't stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly, I tell you, whoever doesn't receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. Listen to me. Jesus came to build his kingdom, God's kingdom, the kingdom of heaven on this earth. He gave his life so that you and I could enter it now and for all eternity, and receive all the benefits of being children of God. And then he calls you and me to do what he did, to become kingdom builders. That's what our lives are meant to be all about, kingdom builders. And whilst the road is tough now, the rewards that await us in heaven are beyond anything that you and I could ever imagine. been listening to Christianity Works with Bernie Dimet. Before we go, there's something truly important that I need to share with you. This podcast is only made possible through the prayer and support of friends like you. Each week, millions of people hear about Jesus through Christianity Works radio and television broadcasts and through podcasts just like this one. Your generous gift of support today will help take the gospel of Jesus Christ far and wide around the globe. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.org and click the donate button. And when you do give, don't forget to request your free copy of this month's latest life application e-booklet. Thank you so much for your generous gift of support today. Again, that web address is ChristianityWorks.org. I'm Jennifer. We'll catch you again next time.